You've been busy. I'm good. How are you, mouse? <laughs> hey, thanks. <laughs> I'm good. It's summer. I'm busy with kids and camps and things like that. I'm Joelle down in San Diego, by the way. That's me, mouse. And mm-hmm. yeah, just all sorts of mom BS. What about you? What are you? Uh oh. She's frustrated because she's been searching for her headphones. Yeah. And all I heard was, can I tell them? Oh, no. What? These fucking kids. Oh. <laughs> Because there were no headphones left. They took them all. So you couldn't record right now, right? Yeah. So finally, finally found a pair. One last pair, like, jarbled up in the bottom of a drawer. I found them. But we used Yay. to have cords and headphones everywhere. And the kids with their phones, now they're all gone. Sucks. Oh, I have never experienced such cord drama. <laughs> but remember when you picked me up on the way to our mom's house in Idaho, they picked me up and I decided to ride with him the 15 hours in the car with all the kids. This is when we decided to do this podcast. We designed the logo, the website, and everything on On the car ride. But I have never had so much cord drama. Can you plug my phone in? Can you unplug my phone? Can you move my phone to the there? Where's my cord? Where's my headphones? Ah! It was a whole (laughs) trip. It's like, no, oh my God. And then we had a dog in the middle of it all. So this tangle of cords and then this golden retriever getting caught up in them and yeah, yeah it was awful what did we do on 15 hour road trips before we had to look at bushes yeah. i see a bush <laughs> i see a tree we play oh. the alphabet game on on signs and or those little bingo slidey cards remember the travel games oh yeah i want to bring it all back but then i don't <laughs> but then you have to listen remember and at one point in this trip you said all right, no more screens. Everyone turned their screens off, and then they all shut them down, and then they just started fighting. You're like, okay, screens back on, and then they were quiet again. It was great. I, I saw what you go through every day. I'm so glad because I go back and forth between this guilt of letting them tube out and being a bad mom, but then, yeah, then getting so frustrated and mad at them when they're not on screens, and then they're mean to each other. I know there's a happy medium. I think it's like no. coming, coming off of drugs. We just need to like ease into it for a few days. No, but. it's fine. It was a, a long, long road trip. So that is a different situation. They're normally yeah. really good. You could tell them to turn off. Like if we're just going for a short ride yeah. to the beach or they're all fine. It they're was just good. that one 16 hour being confined yeah. with a dog on your lap the whole time staring, <laughs> breathing in your face. <laughs> I know, and we used to be able to get away with just Disney movies on the main screen. We have a screen in the TV in the car, and now they're a little too mature for that. But then we have the eight-year-old daughter who isn't would love that. So it's like, what type of movies are we going to watch? And it's a whole thing, but it's all right. It works out. I feel pretty normal when I talk to my friends. They all go through it too. So no, no, it's uh, very. Oh, what can you do? Yeah, but the 14-year-old is off to camp, and they don't let cell phones on campus at all. So he's a whole week without phones. Yeah, and today they're they're rock climbing, so it's kind of a cool, fun camp. Does he like it? You were worried that he wouldn't like it. His best friend is there, so I think that helps. Um, But yeah, the van picks him up every morning, drops him off every night. It's kind of awesome. And Could I ever go with him? I want to do all these things. Right? Could I, I just show up and be the weird adult person there? You could work climbing. There. They're always hiring counselors, but you don't want to have to. Yeah, that are 16. Yeah. Well, I'm uh, <laughs> old and creepy. <laughs> well, no, I did. I just met it. <laughs> I went to see Matt uh, Upright Beast playing Matt Corey's show at the Tuesday. He plays at Jones Coffee House. And so we go sometimes in the morning when I'm not working. I could go and. I went there the other day and there was this wonderful man that looked like a skinny Hulk Hogan. <laughs> and with the, he just had like what is wife beater tank tops, but with little like Greek looking pecs sticking out. <laughs> and then he had a, so a little satchel on his back full of arrows and he was just sitting watching <laughs> the show. And then he, it turns out he's an archery master. <laughs> so what? I'm going to, Take archery lessons. I've always wanted to be an archer. Is that oh, what they call them? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> oh my gosh, really? So you thought this was normal that a guy has 
bows and arrows in a coffee shop? Weren't you a little worried? Uh, I probably still need to do some therapy around stuff like this because, of course, that's the first person I'm attracted to talking to. <laughs> and I now I have his little poster on my refrigerator. And someone came over and said, why is Hulk Hogan on your refrigerator <laughs> wearing uh, arrows? I said, well, funny story. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm going to go learn how to... Um, Hunger Games it up and it wasn't I was not influenced by that movie I have to tell you when I was selling cookies for Girl Scouts you know you have that uh, booklet that tells you what prize you would win oh yeah you're selling like thousands of dollars worth of cookies and then they give you like jacks and a ball as your prize for doing all this anyway mine was a plastic arrow like a little, it, it was the arrow. I sold a lot of cookies from the support Aww. of the neighbors, and I got an arrow and some bows, That's and that was cute. And then I went up in the hills and started shooting trees. Did you? Isn't that fun? What do you yeah. remember getting from Girl Scouts? Do you remember choosing a prize? Yeah, unicorn stuff. I remember unicorns were hot when I was selling cookies. So more Thin Mints, more unicorns. They're back. Back in the day when you could actually walk around by yourself and knock on doors and not worry about being whisked away by strangers. Now, yeah. where is were they still whisking back then? Or? They were. We had the Bay Rapist. That was a huge thing that they just solved that case, right? Back that was when the we were... Golden State Killer. Is that it? Same mm-hmm. guy? Yeah. I, I remember so. Dad was taking, like, jogged at night or something and... What happened? They, someone called the cops on him because they were like, there he is. He's peeping on my windows. And he's like, I'm just jogging in my neighborhood. And I don't know. Came and he had to like put his hands up and like, remember that? Do you, we'll have to we ask have a about the story. Bizarre. Well, I, I shouldn't say bizarre. We have a very connected to nature side of the family where the, mm-hmm. the men, like our uncles, you know, go off in the woods at night to connect to nature. It was always done. Yeah. In a in a very, you know, getting connected to our right. human. Walt nature. Whitman kind of yeah. poetic. There's people. a lot of Walt Wits in the family and <laughs> I, I remember I think dad though it was around Halloween. This was my recollection. Oh, he had yeah, a yeah. mask. He had some kind of Halloween mask. Yeah. <laughs> and he was, was like he trick or treating. <laughs> yeah. This might be like something we want to talk about. Maybe he is the Golden State killer. <laughs> but no, sorry, Dad, we love you. He was a very nice person, but he was, we had half of our houses were developed and the other half I think had like new developments where there would be two homes that were built on the cul-de-sac because they were just developing it. So you could still go up on the top of the hill and look over the mountains down at the valley and, but you would be semi close to someone's house that was, Mm -hmm. had just been built or whatever. I think that's what it was. He was overlooking the valley Close the mask to, on, <laughs> but it had like a mask in his hand. I think it was around Halloween, so he just oh like had it in his hand. Something that's all I remember. We can let's fact check this with mom. Whoops, just created more work. Sorry, oh. but uh, yeah, something like that where they saw him with a mask overlooking the city, a big hulking six foot four figure, right yeah. at the time when Friday the Thirteenth is also a big film yes. that had just been released. This could all be making sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, people's fears and right, yeah, and he, and then legitimate. I'm taking it a step further, and I'm like, I think one of us ran away, and so he was like looking in windows looking for us, but I think I'm making that up. We didn't mm-hmm. run away, did we? No, I don't think so. I used, used to, to sneak out sometimes. I would jump go. out the window too. Oopsies. <laughs> Sorry, where'd you go? I went up the hill to oh, what was his name? He was so cute, that blonde boy with the big lips, Mike um, uh, Kespi. Something no. like that. What? <laughs> no. Mike Casper? Yeah. What am I Mike. thinking of? Yeah. Mike. Mike. Hot. Casperger. Case of beer. Mike Yeah, Case of beer. <gasps> Mike Case beer. He would hang out with uh, Shannon Shook's brother, Ryan Shook. Yeah, he was so cute. He so was, but I think he was a little scrubby. I think was he was he? a scrapper type. Yeah. He was a skater guy. I, I would just sneak out and we'd meet up and we'd, oh, he was my cute. My dad. I'm so mad at my dad. Yeah, me too. Oh, yeah. He was like a Tom Hardy. Yeah, I'll yeah, think about he him was too. like a Tom Hardy. Yeah, you're like right. A nice big juicy lips and uh, <laughs> a hot tight face. 
couple what does of that mean? fucking <laughs> middle-aged horny <laughs> sisters. What the hell? What's happening? <laughs> so sick. We're like, I'm going to think about him again. Me too. <laughs> This is like some Twinkie. Fourteen-year-old memory boy. Oh my god! Thirteen-year-old like two-pube twink. What are we doing? I need a man now. Yeah, but look at how deep those imprinted memories. You go right back there, and you feel the feelings of a wispy young girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the hot summer nights and sneaking out the window and oh. Oh, sitting out there on a skateboard on the sidewalk. Ooh. Wow. Anyway. Silhouettes. Right. Yeah. Coming down. Coming down. It's going to be a hot town, hot summer night. <laughs> Radio about to blow. Anyone? Do you remember that song? <laughs> oh, no. Wait, do your music quiz. You were going to quiz me on, on music. Oh. Well, I wasn't prepared. Okay, let me uh, oh, okay. keep talk amongst yourselves. And <laughs> okay, I was gonna quiz her on 1960s music. Let's quiz everybody, guys. Yeah. How well do you know your 1960s songs? That's right. Now that Weens is a published uh, singer songwriter, yes, uh, thank you. She's now the expert on songs and will quiz us in decades as we see fit. So okay, yeah. Ooh, this is real out there. See, I went through a 60s phase in high school. I was really into um, a lot of different music. So we'll see if I still remember any of it. Probably not. Don't do two hard ones, though. I'm not, because I went to Obscure, and then it started coming up with Screaming Jay Hawkins' Deep Cuts. So we won't mm. do that to you. Do you know Screaming okay. Jay Hawkins? Why don't you come up with one song that he did? Mm-mm. Don't ah, know the put name. a spell on you. Oh, yeah. Okay, who... Sang a song, it's by the Levin Spoonful, and it starts like, okay, here's one of the parts in it. Hot town, summer in the city. Hey, you got it. Hey, that was a long intro though. Boy, two whole measures though. That was good. Can I can I take that out? Okay. Name one song by the Turtles. Um. Cause we're happy, but but I love nobody but you. Ooh, happy together. Good job. Thank you. Good job. All right. Who sang the song? I'm a believer. I'm a believer. Monkeys. Yay! Written by Neil Diamond. Oh my gosh, she knows. You know stuff. All right. Okay. Um. What is this song? Who sings this song? I'm going to give you a musical intro. Okay. Window wipers slapping time and holding Bobby's hand of mine. Uh, Me and Bobby McGee by uh, Janis Joplin. Look at you. Did I get it? Yes. Right. Okay. Good job. Thanks. Oh, I can't sing that song. That's terrible. Soul man, I'm a soul man. I don't like it. I know some people love the Who Blues Brothers. That one? Oh, I don't know. Honky and the Joes. Wait, I can't say that. Bleep, <laughs> <laughs> bleep, bleep. Oh no. Okay. Uh, who? Okay, this is from a band called War, mm. and I think Eric Burton, who also was a singer of the Animals was in this band right eric burton of war am i right on this no he also sang okay what is one of war's songs this is hard i was just gonna go with the song war oh war what What is it good for for? absolutely nothing say it again don't say it again then that's too long yeah okay (laughs) okay here's i don't know war sorry okay Here's a hint. I'm not going to do that anymore. The Cisco Kid. Okay, last one. Here we go. Ready, everybody? Mm-hmm. People of the world, join in on the Hambone. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Give me some Hambone. <laughs> I got nothing. Keep going. <laughs> that would be the love train. Okay. 
Oh, love you. Train. Work, Joanne, and the love train. Okay. Yes. Cool. You want to stop there? Yay. Yeah, that's good. Oh, good, good job. job. Like She's like good, it. folks. I had I no had idea. A few. I had yeah. a percentage, majority percentage. Nicely done. Nicely done. Thank you. Thank All you. right. Moving on. Are we ready to talk Dive about in. our main topic? Yeah. Yay. All right. We promised this in our last episode and we actually did some research. Dark, 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 dark. I did my research. Dark, but dark, dark, we are going to talk about mean girls and um, women not supporting women. Terrible. It's it's a thing. And we looked up thing. why and how and what to do. So let's get into it. Weens, has this ever happened to you? Can I just say also this is a topic men can also appreciate because it's going to be your girlfriends, your wives, your lovers, your daughters, uh, your daughters, your mothers, co-workers. It's all around. Yeah, it's it's it affects everything. It affects your factory so workers, your manhole around. covers, your That's upholstery right. makers, your anyway, trucker sorry. friends. Okay. Yes. Um all around. I talked about it in the last episode so please skip back if you'd like to hear the background but yeah I have been dealing with some stuff as an adult for kind of the first time ever I didn't really get a lot of mean girl stuff when I was growing up um not too bad at least that I remember did you do you have any big things that stand out or you're dealing with an adult issue too right now mine's like (laughs) mine's weird yours is all right I'll go into mine you go into yours mine is I do this little like meditation class on the weekends and I host it. We'll just say I host it. So I kind you of created it, and you found the space for it, and you set it I up. I was asked found... to take over for someone else, and oh. they like said my name as a person who could maybe create a new something like a Splintered meeting off for group. this. Yeah. Okay. There were two people involved. One has I don't know what happened to, but the other one is sort of involved. Who? Mm-hmm has taken responsibility to help out which is great because i could use some help so it's not all on me Mm -hmm. now this one person it's a meditation fucking i'm saying the same thing again it's a meditation (laughs) class so basically you did you recruit this person or did they ask to be involved i saw that this person you know opens and closes and helps out with the place so i said oh it'd be nice to have someone if i have to go out of town or Mm -hmm. and so this person became kind of involved as as like a helper and I'm fine. I could share. We're equal 50-50. I don't care. I don't need to be the main controller of this thing. Mm-hmm. Yet what it has done when there's not. It, okay. So I create a nice candle that good vibe, good smelling environment. There are terrible fluorescent lights in this place. I hate <laughs> fluorescent lights more than anything. My eyes have always been very sensitive yeah. Ooh, do you get the dinging like sound thing at the yeah. department stores too? Yes. I can't handle the high pitched frequency of the lights and the sound. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. So you're sensitive to that too. So they're terrible. Mm-hmm. It's the sound. It's the. I mean, li- everybody who's been there. It's like has a said It's like lights. a hospital room. Yeah. But this person loves to flip on those fluorescent lights the second we're done. The second it hits <laughs> eight in the morning, those fucking fluorescents come on and people are still there like talking to each other like getting in we've just done this big meditation everything's it's candlelight nice and dark and, and candles yeah and there's no reason to ever to flip on the lights everyone can see fine there's no reason for it no reason whatsoever yeah. i could clean up the whole thing i'll lock the doors i know how to do it all but this person now that they're involved is used to opening and closing the place and whatever second we're done second like eight o'clock and 30 seconds all the lights come on and everybody just goes oh and really well they react no like, i'm making oh. it more dramatic i'm sure they're fine i <laughs> say the that has just walked in the room oh! everybody you know after you do a deep meditation most people connect to their inner soprano hey <laughs> you broke your cherry why did i say that i don't know that was from goodfellas all right uh anyway remember when henry hill goes to jail and then he comes out of jail and they're all waiting outside and they say, you broke your cherry. <laughs> no, it's disgusting. No, I need to watch that. Point being, uh. the lights come on. First time I said, oh, can we not do that? There's, I said, oh, I hate those lights so much. And my eyes are super sensitive. I go, do you mind? And in the very beginning note of the format of this meeting, it says, no fluorescent lights because I hate them so much. 
So the note is on the paper of like yeah. If, if anyone else okay. had to do this for me, if I'm gone, it would say like some of the stuff on top, like no fluorescent lights. Make sure mm-hmm. those are all off before you start. And and I blamed it all on myself. My eyes are really sensitive, and I hate those things so much. Do you mind? Oh yeah, yeah, no problem. Next time, same thing. <laughs> and then I said, Do you need those on because you can't see? Oh my god. And it was. No, I, I kind of like half answer and then just kind of busied around and didn't answer directly. And then third time, turned them on and I went and I was like, what? And I went and I turned them off. And then 30 seconds later, they came back <gasps> on again. <laughs> See, this And is I was like, stuff. ah! <laughs> so is this real undermining, sabotage like... I don't know. play stuff that's happening, or is it just, I mean, you're there, so you feel like it's on purpose. It's purposeful. I feel like because of that one, I wasn't sure if it was just a real OCD person that just didn't even, was, didn't even think about it and just does it, Mm -hmm. because she does open and, like, she does other stuff there, so maybe Mm -hmm. she feels more responsible for the place. Does she have to be somewhere quickly? Is it like, no, you know, last call, turn on the lights? nowhere. Yeah. Nowhere. There's okay. nothing happening until 12 o'clock. There's no reason to... And people... So what are you going to do? I was you... given advice to have a group conscious thing of, okay, everybody who are regulars here, do you want to do a little vote? Like, what What do you guys think okay. of the lights going on? Right, Of course, she will know it's me wanting to address this issue, yeah. but I feel like I can't do it directly. Yeah. I've already, I could probably do You've one tried. more time of, hey, is there a reason? Could we talk about, I could really do a sit down and say, can we talk about the light thing? So the confrontation. But, yeah. or do I just bring the group of people in that are regulars there and say, everybody, could we vote on a couple things? What do you like about this? What do you not like? What do you think of the lights coming on directly the second after we're done? <laughs> just saying <laughs> just saying there's no re- I didn't think of this idea I'm just asking a general question Very generic question that's what I, I mean someone said to do that you even mentioned maybe doing it that way yeah but- I said make a comment box and then just like fill the <laughs> box with I hate the lights I hate the lights I hate the lights and all different writing <laughs> which I'm trying Don't- to approach this in like a mature hopefully oh, that's you know mature. But... that's totally mature <laughs> that's Just that like... would be my normal default thing to do that the passive aggressive yeah, yeah. totally because that's notes on the door yeah yeah i did that uh several times i could tell you stories later but yeah so that would be my usual i'm trying to be a mature person but i feel like i confronted it already so i guess yeah. that's the only thing is to bring in other people and do an actual this is why we have judges and juries and court systems I guess so my voice is not being heard and I thought I was pretty cool about it like real just question it but maybe I'm a jerk I don't know no I love the irony though that this is like a group meditation meditation. and it is pushing my buttons more than I come out there I'm like what the fuck (laughs) you scream off in your car yeah I'm mad I'm gonna kill this person yeah yeah Right after. Oh my God. I don't envy your situation because that's like in your face every day or every week you have to deal with it. That's yeah, it's every Saturday morning and it's yeah, the whole purpose was to create a nice space for everybody. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh. In your face. And yeah. it was a, per- like, I could have probably done this alone, but just said, yeah, if you want to help out, that'd be great. It'd be nice to have someone else to share responsibility with. And it just had, I think you're given these situations sometimes to, learn i i hate confrontation i hate point mm-hmm. i would rather just cut and run but i can't so this Me is too. probably something that is like yeah. a lesson to deal with how do you deal with god this? the universe somebody's telling you Whew. you need to figure this out like confront yeah uh, i know i hate it I so hate what's you. what's your deal oh i talked about it in the last episode let's just refer to that do it but okay well just do you want to do a generically quickie? speaking yeah there's um a group of women that I'm part of and uh there was some gossip all of a sudden going around and I think it was because there was a a power difference um you were coming in as kind of the newbie and they were already established right yeah so that was the dynamic right but you were also attaining some like recognition from a 
lot of outside people, which also probably was like, who's this person walking in here, getting all this attention? Yeah. And I think it was also a little bit of um, not following the rules, like not, yeah, going through the proper channels of, you know, advancement or whatever, which sounds so businessy, but not really. And anyway, and then a, a big thing came up where... It was exciting and, you know, it was for the greater good, like, oh, yay, this great thing could happen. Let's make this happen. And it got shut down by the same group. Um, and maybe it, it was for a real reason, but it felt a lot more like a sabotage kind of move so that I don't know, I, put back in their place. I don't know. It was for sabotage. I mean, you told well, me. Well, yeah, yeah, I guess you the don't story. That's the problem, though. Yep. So in my case... I wanted to figure it out and so kept trying to, you know, Address figure it, it out, on. but was met with uh, just a wall. Like nobody wanted to communicate about this. So I couldn't really go anywhere with it except in my own head and just move along. So that brought me to like, what is going on? I've never dealt with this. How can women not support each other? And what's happening? What did I do? It must be me. Or is it them? And, you know, trying to figure this whole thing out. Um, is it one person? Is it a lot of people? I don't know. No one will talk to me. So um, that brought us into this research. And I really wanted to figure this out with you. And you gave me a lot of good advice. And But I wanted to know more. So yeah. I did some background stuff. And you did, too. You found out a lot of cool stuff. And we sent it to each other. So let's get into it. Um, and basically, mean girls. What makes people, when you hear yeah. that term, like the Tina Fey movie, it's very interesting mm-hmm. to see, yeah, mean girls in adult life. Right. And I mean, it's such a theme growing up, for sure, with little girls, teenage girls. Um, but yeah, it's, and I kind of want to do another episode with the girls, like to get some moms on who have dealt with it. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll do that in the future. But for now... Um, so I put it out there on social media and I asked for people to write in about stuff. I got a lot of comments. Um, but one thing that stood out was, uh, Courtney, who is a podcaster from the cult of domesticity. She sent this huge story to me. Um, and then she pointed me to, uh, hear the actual audio of it on another podcast called Ignorance Was Bliss, um, with host Kate. And the two of them talked about it. Um, and so it was episode 105 of Ignorance Was Bliss. So check that out. And just what I what the takeaway was for me is the depth with which women can hurt each other. You know, it's not, it feels so different than a guy just coming in and being like, dude, you suck. And yeah, well, you suck too. Fuck you, fuck you. And they move on, right? And it feels kind of like, there's a lot more ability to cut off and move on and just write people off. But with girls, it's like the hurt goes so deep and you ruminate on it and wonder what I what I did. What did I do? What can I do to fix it? Should I fix it? And just going on and on and on about this. So mm-hmm. um, why is that? And So you found an article that directly relates to that, right? Why women? Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So the why. Why does this happen? So we found a couple TED Talks, um, and we also found a New York Times article and uh, some other kind of bloggy things, too. But um, the theory is that it starts, and we'll list all the stuff in our show notes, too. We'll list all the links to all this background information. But the theory is that it starts with, um, like, the socialization of little girls. Um, So when you're a little girl and you're playing with all your friends, did you hear this part this was in one of the TED talks that little girls are very keen to level the playing field so when they play together they want to all have the same toys everybody has the same um, kind of dress or hairstyle or you know just making it very even Steven all the girls should be playing nicely together same amount of time and when that doesn't happen what the skills that the little girls start to use to level that playing field again. Um, So that kind of continues on until women are grown up. Girls are grown up women, right? So it's Mm -hmm. this feeling of always wanting to level the playing field, which is what makes me think your 
meditation lady is doing that, right? So you were kind of the one in control. You have the power. And she was given this position. And so now there's a little bit of this, well, here's my control. I'm going to turn off the lights. And she's trying to level that power back out, right? Probably because she also is more of the staple at that place. So I'm the Mm -hmm. person coming into her world with this one, one hour thing once a week. So maybe she's still asserting herself as being in control of the place. Right. With the light switch. Oh, (laughs) I didn't even think about, I mean, I kind of did, but not in that way. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of the same kind of undermining stuff. Um, So then it's like, let's take it to a deeper level. So why? Why do we need to level the playing field so much? Right. Mm -hmm. And I love, I love my, what theory do I love? The caveman theory. Caveman. I love going back to all my anthropological, stupid caveman stuff. I really think I should have studied anthropology in school. Yeah, you really reference it but a lot. But anyway, um, so there's more theories out there saying that it's all about women seeing each other as sexual rivals. Mm. Right? So as little girls, they all try to play even Stephen, but then as soon as puberty comes into the picture and... Which it's just happening for us. Mike Caspier. Go ahead. (laughs) Is that how you said it? Is it Caspier? It was Casebier. We always said Casebier because it was so funny. It's hilarious. Um, Stop focusing on the boys. This is about (laughs) girls. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we need to take our sexual rivals out of the picture. So the feeling, I guess, is that cavemen, right? Women back in the day and this is all now evolutionarily ingrained in our brains we don't mean to do this but um we they were rivals right these women were rivals we wanted the men um to have the babies to keep the species going and also we over time realized that sex was a resource right it's this commodity it's got this value this is how we can get what we want and when a hottie toddy little promiscuous cave girl comes in and she's giving it away for free and flirting with the guys and taking away our mans then she's she's lowering the price of that resource right so Mm -hmm. sex is cheap now and (gasps) we don't want that that takes away our need our, our role i guess right wow so yeah we tried to take her down um what do we do we self-promote so then we say we're better right look at Mm -hmm. us we're great and she's no good so to take out that sexual rival um does that sound familiar to you do you remember any moments of a girl coming in and well i do remember being really i i'm dealing with this right now if i were to be completely honest really well i had an old roommate eight years ago in la I had a brief mm-hmm. stint where I lived in LA back then and she was real flirty with guys, but they were, it was in my opinion, just to get drinks or just to get this approval or attention. And I would go out with her and then we'd be mm-hmm. stuck talking to this Armenian bohunk for the rest of the night. Cause he <laughs> bought her a drink and, um, no, no knock on Armenia. That's a reference to 16 <laughs> candles. Anyway, is anyone millennials no 16 candles john hughes was the guy we were it's a classic on. it's a classic. vintage throwback it's hip again yeah okay go for it but um <laughs> so i saw that i would get really mad about that because i would say he should be appreciating you for your mind and don't sell yourself just to get a free drink on your looks right. and her thing i remember saying one time to me was well sadly this is all I got so I better she was like working out a lot and she said well it's all I have to go on in life so I better keep it up and I she just, said that yeah so oh, wow. which I thought was really sad too yeah and I was least, all about like you use your mind make people respect you for your brain um yeah or your work or something but that was but just, you it seems like you weren't necessarily like jealous and trying to sneak in there and out flirt her maybe at the really? base level, because she was really hot. She was much prettier than I was. Super hot chick. And You're so pretty. Don't sell yourself short. Thanks. Um, I love you. It's I true. won't take you down. Anyway, point 
is I had to check myself because someone else is also in my life who's really pretty friend and I was starting to get mad at her not for that but because she keeps wanting to use shit to put in my house anyway yeah the jealousy thing that's totally happened to me too I have had many pretty friends and at some base level it's kind of like oh you want to be the prettiest girl in the room you just do it's built in whatever that is I hate it I wish it wasn't the way and I always notice girls who it seems not to bother them that they can have the prettiest crew of friends in the world and be totally confident and that's something I admire because I think it's still in my brain somewhere I hate it mm-hmm. <sighs> but anyway at least okay so then I'm going back to this anthropo- anthropological uh, anthropological Nerd theories <laughs> of um, why we do it the way we do okay so we want to take our sexual rivals out of the picture but we do it in this way that people have coined indirect aggression. Okay, and this is the undermining, the sabotaging, the gossip, and we often call it, you know, passive-aggressive moves, things like that. Um, And this is attacking someone in a way that doesn't hurt the attacker, all right? So as a woman, you, your motives kind of aren't detected right you can kind of do this behind the scenes take someone down and be like what oh I don't I don't know who said that no gossip I didn't start the thing it wasn't me it's all in your head you know I don't know what you're talking about yet you can still really gaslighting take someone out gaslighting exactly and the reason behind it they're saying is that attackers do this so that they don't get into a fight a physical fight there's no bodily harm um you can't get hurt because baby maker body you're (laughs) shut up stop summing it up for me (laughs) you're 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 the one in charge of the babies right yeah you don't want to hurt your uterus you don't want to get punched in the in the baby maker get the u.s Um, out of my uterus (laughs) you want to rear this baby so you have to be in good shape um men do this too men can be passive aggressive but they can get over it quicker but women feel shunned and they hang on to this and like why did she do this to me how could she do this to me and it's because in our lizard brains that you love we need those women in our little tribal clan to raise the babies so we can't believe that one of the women that we might need to raise our babies could do this to us and take us out Mm -hmm. so we've evolved to be really attuned to you know slights like this like disses and and all that so does that resonate with you do you see that does that make sense well when i had yes um it does make yeah it makes sense i mean i guess this is a whole new thing i haven't really thought about yeah so fascinating so it totally makes more sense to me i don't know like if we're coming into these situations as the new girls and we have something to offer we have more power whatever it is um we're getting attention who knows? Then girls want to take us down. Women. Um, this happens in the workplace a ton. This is what most of the TED Talks were about. Um, you hear the word bitch being thrown around a lot, right? Don't say it, ladies. Don't say Don't it. say the word bitch. Don't if let you hear someone you say the word bitch, ask, why Why do you think that? Or what? what is it about it? Um, this lady did research on it in one of the TED Talks. And she said the answer was often, I just don't like her. Or she's just too demanding or outspoken, uncompromising. But then she had a good point. She's like, well, isn't that what we want a strong leader to be is demanding? Yeah. And so. And if a man we... does that, we respect them more. Right. They're right. uncompromising kind of strong. Ooh, that's attractive boss. And when a woman does it, why why would we think right. anything different? So. Right. Right. Um, the sabotage, you could also see the undermining public insinuation public bashing i mean social media this is where it keeps coming up all these like internet trolls doing stuff on 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 facebook or wherever publicly to bring you down this is happening all the time divulging secrets um so really they're boiling it's happening it down by our say, president yeah yeah the the public uh leader of the free world with this yeah <sighs> um but yeah, that we women might actually be more responsible for the slow advancement of other women in the workplace. And how horrible is that? Like, we're supposed to be lifting each other up. If we can all 
band together and get over the shit somehow um, and bring each other up. So, yeah. so how do we do this? Do you know how we should do this? Well, there were suggestions in, yeah. in these TED Talks. I mean, it's to do what you just said. Yeah. Like, so we need to, instead of saying the word bitch and having that urge, you need to check yourself and respect her, promote her, um, pat her on the back, give her a handshake, say, good job, you've, you've done it, this is wonderful. Use positive reinforcement when the other woman is doing something positive, right? If she does something great, say, that's awesome. Um, and the whole idea was to also, we're paving the way. Unfortunately, it's taken this long to get to this place. But by doing that, you're creating more positions for more women to be in that company. Because it's already, it's generally. Exactly. We don't have as many positions. That's why we're competing over that couple CEO jobs for women. Right. That we need to support that. So we're creating and leaving a legacy for many women after us. So we have right. to remember that too. Do it as an altruistic cause for others. Right. Absolutely. You jerks. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you bitches. I love it, ladies. <laughs> um, I did a quick poll too. I put my situation out there in a private group somewhere on Facebook mm. perhaps. And um, I asked what I should do. And I explained my whole situation with the details. Wow. Um, sorry, I can't do it here. But I'm not going to publicly bash anybody, see? Um, and 75%... I, so 200 people replied. Wow. 75% of those people said that I need to cut this person out of my life and move on. Um, 10% of the people thought I should confront her. And then the other remaining percentage said ignore or kill her with kindness. So what, what should I do? Should I do anything in my situation or what would your reaction be? I think I remember reading something about this where it was to not apologize you don't say oh one of the ladies on the ted talks but yes don't go into any of the saying i'm sorry but but one mm-hmm. of the ted talk ladies who we could reference her um said that we women do respond better to softening the front end and the back end whereas mm-hmm. guys deal with direct language much better so you say hey we need to change the slides and blah 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 with women, you need to say, well, I have an idea. See what you think of this. ba 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 Or I'm having an issue. Would you mind sitting down and we could talk about it for a second? And then at the end of your big, you know, unloading, then it's, um, thanks so much for listening. I hope we can come to a resolution together. That kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, she called it women speak, that we all oh, need yeah. to learn women speak and soften it instead of being so black and white like guys are. Yeah, I like that. That made a lot of sense. So I could I could sit down and talk and say, look, going forward, you know, here's what I'm seeing, but what do you think? And okay, asking the question okay a lot. And I know this sounds weird, but, you know, things like that. Yeah, that was Which sounds counterintuitive because I thought when she was talking about that on this lecture, mm-hmm. I thought she would say, we do soften things too much and we do apologize too much. So mm-hmm. you need to be more direct. But it really was to honor the feminine side of us, which is mm-hmm. to connect more and be more sensitive about it. But right. Which is really good because I I had a friend who was really, he's a man and he's dealing with stuff with his wife. And, um, you know, the feminism, I think the pendulum is swinging right now again which it probably did in the 60s and Mm -hmm. back in the suffrage movement all that you have to be strong and try to make a change at the same time uh the feminist stuff i guess is some of the guy friends that i have are going oh it's too much i can't (laughs) like like, there needs to be a little bit of like remember like you don't have to say hey what do you say what uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not explaining it's, this well, but it's affecting. No, I know what you mean. In the in the heat of this, life, in the heat of the Me Too moment, and all the things that are happening, all the movements, all the women's marches, it's like we're we're going extreme to make a point, right? Which I, I think, think is just like probably important, though. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like any demonstration, you we do a big sit-in and hey, look at us, rah, 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 rah. Here's the issue, and then we can ease back into okay, now what do we do going forward? So I think yeah, we're at the height of it, especially in California, especially in Southern California, and even our neighborhoods too. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. So I'm well, sure, it is but, interesting. Yeah, right. 
but I love I love that it is coming to the forefront. You know, books like Lean In, and you know, I I'm sending Dave all these tape, TED talks and saying, here, listen to these for your workplace because you know this yeah. could help with situation. Who knows? Um, yeah, some other stuff this lady said too was that you have to do a lot of small favors if you work with a lot of women. Um, or you're in a situation with a lot of women, do little small favors because she looked at it as, um, she called them a pile of, what was her, a chip pile of goodwill bitcoins. Like that's how she described it. So that's how we can level the playing field if that's how our brains work is, so if you're a woman in power to, you know, be very nurturing of the relationship with the women that you work with so that goes into the pile and then doing small favors for them that goes into the pile giving them lots of credit where credit is due that goes into the pile so you're evening out that playing field by giving them power in ways that you can I guess Mm -hmm. um which I thought was smart and I kind of did that I guess in my situation I would come into you know what I was doing and kind of keep my head down and do my thing and then I'd leave and I didn't really foster those relationships as well as I could have so I think it left a lot of space for people to make assumptions about you know it's kind of like high school right it's the shy girl oh she's a bitch she's stuck up she's a snob she thinks she's so great that's not it I'm shy or I just come and go I don't need to chit chat and I don't know I don't know so I saw that 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 I recognize could have helped, I, could, yeah. I could work on that more yeah and anyway it's really interesting um the bottom line I think they said to what to do when this happens is to avoid the mean girl you know if you can really pinpoint who is doing it and who's aggressively this person avoid that person just be consistent in your kindness right um maintain professionalism and speak up only if the situation calls for it like if your coworker is taking credit for your work um, then you really do need to speak up and say something, be assertive, um, maybe to your boss or whatever, and track the evidence of it happening in case anything happens HR-wise, um, and then find support in a situation elsewhere. Which and also you can poop in their locker at lunch. <laughs> and then you I'm can print out a picture of them, poop yeah. on it, and you'll feel so much better. You really will. That's happened, I folks. know. I talk like I'm doing all of these things but no i'm no these are good i need to work on it too yeah Yeah. i passive aggressively send notes to people in different handwriting (laughs) (laughs) saying guess what a good idea would be turn those lights on i know weren't you going to tape down the light switch or put a a note like facilities says yeah no more using these lights yeah my brain goes there the first place it goes is how do you secretly plant a message given by the aliens or someone else that's not yourself to directly yeah right right and we do things to kind of belittle ourselves and not put ourselves in the situation to be assertive, right? Like like in that other article, too, the girl was realizing she was getting attention from boys. She didn't like that because she knew the girls would start coming after her, right? Mm-hmm. She was getting taller than the other girls. So she started dressing ugly. She started wearing combat boots and men's pants just so that she wouldn't be a target for the other girls. Yeah. So it's almost like... By sending the quiet little sneaky notes, you're not putting yourself out there to, you know, really put the target on your head. Yeah. For these women, it's tough, man. It's so tough. But we have to do it for the next generation, for our girls, for my little Charlotte. I need mm-hmm. to sh- teach by example and and figure out the right things to tell her to do and say. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's tough, but Yay. we can do it. We, we can, can do, do it, it. ladies. Yeah, that's right. And don't do it for the men. We have to find power in ourselves. This is not. Well, that about was, you. Uh, can I just say also that was the whole thing yeah. it came back to all these articles. It was basically, you know, really do love yourself, take care of yourself. It seems like so much of this in in the feminist movement or in any of these, you know, we talk about it so much, and it always comes back to self love, self care. You hear mm-hmm. that all the time, but it really is. I think the more you're happy with who you are, the more you're going to emanate a good vibe in the world. That's right. <sighs> yeah. If you're dealing with stuff, get some therapy, really look at yourself, figure it out. Once you're happy, you can be happy to others. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. And I think it's a big, you know, it's a work in progress. Yeah. I'm working For on sure. it. You're working on it. I am. And you're my therapy. I like this. Thank you for talking to me about this stuff, too. Me, too. You're my go-to. 
And thanks, Yay. everybody, for sending in your ideas. And we've got to get back to the, what about the lady's comment? What's her story? Oh, just to go to that um, episode. So everybody should go to listen to Ignorance Was Bliss. That's the name of the podcast. Go to episode 105. And that's when Kate talks to Courtney, who Courtney is with the Cult of Domesticity, another good podcast. So check them out. Also, I wanted to throw out a couple of our Facebook group people. Do our little shout outs. Are you ready? Do you want to? Yeah. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna scroll and I'm gonna pick um, some people, and uh, here we go. Let's see. Okay, wait. It's okay. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess who it is. Your first one. Okay. Just I'm gonna try to use my psychic abilities. All right, just pick a a letter. Just give me a letter of the alphabet. Okay, John, John de Bevois. There you go. Hey, John. Thank you for being part of our group. Thanks, John. We love you. All right, let's look at John really quick. John is, um, he likes David Bowie. That's I love only, him. That's the only hint I'm going to give you. Okay. okay. All right, it. next, I'm going to scroll again. All right, give me another another. No, letter. I was trying to guess the one you're going to land on. I was trying to use oh, my Oh, guessing. Psychic. Okay, ESP. All right, ready? Okay. So I just have to land? Land okay, somewhere. All right, wait, wait. Show more. I have to get the whole list. Okay. And I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Marsha. Lucy. Oh. Lucy Rinden. Yay, Lucy. Yay. Hi, Lucy. I love that name. I Me thought too. about that for Charlotte. I went and saw um, Lucy last night. Really? Okay. Yeah. Barbara's okay. daughter. Cute. Um, By the way, can I just say real fast? Thank you, Lucy. I saw my uh-huh. friend Barbara Cole. She was in a great show as a part of the LA Women's Theater Festival, which was in Culver City last night. And Isaac from The Love Boat, Ted Williams hosted it. <gasps> And Ted Williams, his name's not Ted Williams. Ted, uh, who's Isaac from the Love Boat? Ah, oh, this just came up on another podcast. And they, were, <laughs> they were trying to think of his name. Poor Ted. Ted. Ted Williams. Ted Williams is a baseball guy. Uh, yeah. Ted Knight. No, that's the, no. <laughs> that's Pinky from Ted Lang. For, Ted, Ted Lang. <laughs> oh, he was the best. I so love much him. Ted drama. And the lady from 227 was there, and I can't remember her name either. Jackie? Yep. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, it was super fun. That's exciting. Nice. Anyway, uh, go see the LA Women's Theater Festival. It's very, su- yeah, support the ladies. All right. We'll put all these links in our show notes, and please find us on mouseandweens.com. Also, Facebook. Everything's Mouse and Weens. Instagram, Twitter, all the places. We would love a, a rate and a review and a follow, and... And please tell your friends. This is how we get out there. So we love you. Thank you. Bye. She's always got a plan to get up on your man. She's a mean girl. She's a mean girl. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She's a mean girl. We're talking about the little mean girl. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She's a mean girl. She'll talk behind your back when you're fighting in Iraq. She's a mean girl. She steals your favorite dress. She's such a total mess. She's a mean girl.